3: See lisa.com for more details.
2: You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network.
4: Hour number two, primetime action live from the South Point, Friday night at the South Point. Gil Alexander, wearing my festive floral shirt. Hey, what happened to that day? Floral Friday, man. Floral Friday. Matt we, Brown. We Kelly had a great Bedler. idea and then never did it. Well, you know what the problem is? We each own one floral shirt. <laughs> That's
5: it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, go- you know what we're gonna you know what we're going you know what we're gonna do? Mm-hmm. Every at the first of every month, we're all gonna go buy a new floral shirt and is we're gonna the- keep that light in so then that by this time next year we'll have thirty
6: floral shirts. Is
4: the first get- of the month. Is it-
6: yeah. Bone thugs.
4: There you go. You know who knew some bone thugs once randomly? Mike Palm shocked me. Really? He was on set with me. He was he was like rolling through their catalog. I was like, "Huh, very interesting." I wouldn't have pegged you as a Bone Thugs guy, but okay.
5: I was going to use "You can plan a pretty picnic, but you can't predict the weather" to describe uh, to describe the Masters today. But then, like Scotty Scheffler ran away with it; so, it like, didn't work anymore. I was going to say with all like everyone struggling today and all everything going, but then he just he ran away with it. So. I had to hold that one in.
6: Yeah, hold it. Save it. Save it. Save it. You you already used it on air on radio and TV, but yeah, save it. Sure, save
4: it. Jose Barrios pulled after a third of an inning in the Blue Jays' home opener tonight, their opener period. Three to nothing Rangers, bases juiced, one out. We are still in the top of the first.
5: Yeah, this is... uh... Obviously zero and one hundred and sixty two for the Blue Jays as well. <laughs> Could I mean, be. Their
4: guy can't even get through an inning. By the way, Giants and Mariners still going down the bottom of the tenth. Marlins. Mar- Marlins. Who did I say Mariners? I keep saying Mariners won already. Marlins. Yeah, they're hundred. One. They're going hundred sixty two. Yeah. Uh, four to nothing Rangers, but they do record a second out Taylor. So on the uh, Hill now for the blue Jays in relief in the first <laughs> Kelly, let's update all the scores. What do you got?
6: Let's do it. Start over in the NBA. The Bucks not taking the night off. They're up on the Pistons 54 to 38, one minute left in the second quarter bucks, 17 and a half point live favorites to 14 and a half. The live total. Knicks up on the Wizards, 51 to 47, 145 left in the first half. Knicks, six and a half point live favorites, total off the board. Nets up on the Cavs, 26 to 15, 115 left in the first quarter. Nets, 13.5 point live favorites, 221 and a half. The live total, the Rockets on top of the Raptors, 31 to 15. 54 seconds left in the first quarter. Raptors, two-and-a-half point live favorites still, 222-and-a-half the live total. Heading over to my player prop checks. Let's see. We've got Kevin Porter Jr. with 12 points already. I like that in the first quarter. Jalen Green only with four. Step it it up, Jalen. Step it up. Um, Let's see. Over in Major League Baseball, Marlins, Giants, five apiece. Live numbers off the board. Uh, Let's see. Mets and Nationals tied at one in the third Live numbers off the board there as well. Braves up on the Reds, two to nothing in the third. Braves minus six hundred live. Reds plus three eighty-five, eight and a half your live total. And then you have the Rangers on top of the Blue Jays. Four to nothing in the first. Uh, the Rangers minus two eighty live. Blue Jays plus 210, plus two ten, thirteen and a half your live total, juiced to the under. Over on the ice. Three games going. Islanders and Hurricanes scoreless. Two minutes into the second period, the Hurricanes are minus 180 live. Islanders plus 135. Live total set at four. Sabres up on the Panthers. Sabres up on the Panthers, boys. Oh, my God. Why didn't we play this? Three to one. What? Three to one. I hate us. Second period just started. We're the worst people ever. We are the worst. Sabres minus 130 live. Panthers minus 105. Oh, I texted Andy, by the way. What he said. And he was like, "Oh, I got the Panthers at like minus five dollars, so it seems right."
4: Hmm. So uh. now, now of course, our brains are rooting for the Panthers, so we don't feel like we missed out.
6: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. So it is. Obviously. Sabers minus one thirty live. Panthers minus 9 and five.
4: Nine and a half the total. Uh. Why, we're the greatest hockey bettors alive. Why don't we believe? It, in it's ourselves as if over. we're doing a show that <laughs> distracts us. <laughs> For making wagers <laughs> like that. Bruins and Lightning
6: scoreless. Uh, one minute into the second period. Lightning minus 160. Bruins plus
4: 120. Four and a half. You're live total. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, as Kelly mentioned, up up uh, doubling up the Cavaliers right now. 34-17. to 17, 1.3 seconds left in the first quarter. This obviously has huge implications. Because Cleveland, with a, with a Cleveland loss here, coupled with a Hawks win... Cleveland drops to nine tonight. Ooh. So there's that. So, so Gil, do you have all the tiebreaker situations I in do. front of you? I do.
6: Okay, so what happens? Let, let's, let's spin. Are the Raptors locked in at
4: five now? Uh, the Raptors are not locked in at five. Okay, so like that's an interesting. That might be an interesting. There's clinched a playoff spot. Um, they're two games up on the Bulls with two games left. Chicago owns the tiebreaker. So theoretically, if they tied, Chicago would be Chicago ahead of would of Toronto. Them. Okay. By the way, it should also be mentioned that the teams on top of them, uh, and I've got to look. I've got to update the standings here. So Toronto is currently heading into tonight. Toronto is five games back of the Heat, forty-seven. Oh, so the nothing matters on top of them. That only the only thing is they could tie with Chicago. And Chicago would. Yeah. Do, do the yeah.
6: Sixers have the Sixers have the tiebreaker over the Raptors? Well,
4: it doesn't matter. There's three games apart now. Oh no! It does matter. There's three games left. Yeah, there are two. Yeah, Um, two games. Oh, I have to refresh. Pardon me. Yes. So in terms of that tiebreaker, the Raptors lead the season series two to one with one head-to-head. Oh, no, that's before, that's before last night, right? Before last night. So the Raptors have the tiebreaker over the six. So Sixers. they could, they could yes. move up to the four or slide to the five. Or, or slide to the six. Slide to the six, yes. Correct. Sir. They could move up to the four. They could slide to the six, theoretically, in both cases. So that, yeah. I mean, that's a, I mean, no Fred, wait, Fred VanVleet go tonight? He did not, I don't think. Yeah,
6: no Fred VanVleet tonight, but that's, end of the first, Rockets up 16 on the Raptors in a game that matters. And you could catch points with the Raptors right now.
4: Because, of course, the Rockets are beating the Raptors by 16. Of course they are. This stuff is unbelievable. Blue Jays get out of it, trailing four to nothing.
5: They've got the bats.
4: And we go to the the bottom of the first. uh,
5: This might be an in-game opportunity,
4: actually. Oh, you like that, huh?
5: Down four? Well, I mean, they haven't even
4: swung a a bat. Well, Well, unless, unless. Good to see John Gray in another uniform, finally.
5: Unless Springer swung once.
4: They are. That can't be correct. What are you looking at? Plus what?
5: They're only plus 210.
4: Mm-hmm. They haven't swung a bat yet. Yeah. I, mean, I, so. <laughs> I don't think that's completely off since they haven't swung a bat yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, go. Uh, I'm going back to you. Can the Cavs or
6: can the Hornets somehow catch the Cavs? Uh, like, can the Cavs plummet all the way to the 10 seed? It's a two game separation. I just don't know who has the tiebreaker there.
4: So the Hornets um, or the Hornets. Or the Hornets. <laughs> they actually have the tiebreaker over the Nets. They have over the Nets. Because okay. they've beaten the Nets two out of three times this year. Do you know about the Cavs? Uh, yeah, they the Cavs own the tiebreaker. Both of those teams, Cleveland and Charlotte, tied 2-2 two to two this year in their head-to-head. But the Cavs own the tiebreaker via conference record.
6: Okay, so the furthest they can tumble is to the nine seed.
4: Yes, I believe. No, yep. they can go to 10. They can still get to 10. Charlotte, you're talking? Or are we talk about the no, Cavs. Okay. Now? The Cavs. Oh, you're back. To, yes, the yeah. Cavs, the further, they, the further they, furthest they can go is nine, which is not where you want to be. Because then you've got two play in games. Remember, for those who are unfamiliar with the play in format instituted by the NBA last year, seven, so the top six teams are in the playoffs, what we're calling the playoffs. The teams that finish seven, eight, nine, 10 in each conference, seven will play eight, nine will play 10. The winner of seven, eight is the seventh seed. The loser of the 7-8 will play the winner of the 9-10 to determine who the 8th seed will be. So you don't want to be in the 9-10 cuz you don't want to have to win twice. Th- these I mean these games
6: down the stretch and then the play-in tournament, I mean, it's going to be pretty good. Oh, it's it is awesome. I mean, these the those four teams in the East. Yes, I think it will pr- I think it will be the Nets and Hawks that emerge from there. But I mean, those four teams—they're still—I mean—they can battle. All of them can are going to be battling in those two, those what, potentially three games, Um, and then in the West, yeah, I'm not—I'm not too high on the Spurs. Uh, I, I'm not too high on their chances. But, I mean, the Pelicans are not the same team. You might see 36 and 44. They are not the same team that they were three months ago. The Clippers have Paul George back, Norman Powell back. They're 40 and 40. They're not the same team that they were three months ago. Timberwolves have been playing as one of the hottest teams in the league recently. So, like both out east and out west, these play tournaments are going to be great.
4: The only thing we do know is that the Clippers are at Minnesota in the 8-7 at seven game in the west. Yeah, we know that. We don't know who's hosting the 9 10 between the Pelicans and the Spurs because San Antonio has the tiebreaker over the Pelicans by virtue of beating them three out of four times this year. So that's still up in the air. Yes? You look yeah. at me like
6: Crew. No, 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 okay. yeah, no. Yeah. I'm just checking that. But yeah, you're right. This is a. Uh... And again, reciting down the stretch. I love for, it. For
4: those who are wondering why have the Heat clinched the number one seed, even though they're only two games up over Milwaukee, it goes to like the fifth tiebreaker. Uh, because um, first of all, head to head they tied. Both are division winners. A division winner, if one was a division winner and the other was not, it would have gone to the division winner, but they're both going to win their divisions. The higher winning percentage in conference games would be even if they end up in a tie and then you'd have to go to highest winning percentage against playoff teams in the conference, and that's how the Heat have clinched. So I think there's an interesting... The Heat are basically playing everybody tonight,
6: but I think you got to ask yourself the question, how long are they going to play everybody? And this... I, I, I think Atlanta could be an interesting in-game opportunity tonight if they fall behind. I think that's something
4: I probably will, I'll probably jump on. Though the likelihood increases, right? If you don't want to play the Hawks in the first round, if you assume the Nets get to seven... And you have a choice of playing, and here's where it gets. like I think we're overthinking it. Maybe I'm overthinking it. But if you you had a choice then to play the Cavs, Hawks, or Hornets, you'd probably least want to play the Hawks. And by beating them tonight, that would reduce that possibility, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, now we're just going crazy.
6: That's where these scenarios you can really see. I said scenarios this time. Huh? You know, you the, whoa, whoa. What's yeah, that? Whoa, yeah, whoa. No. What the heck? These scenarios
4: will drive you nuts, though, if you, get, yeah, you think happened. too much of them. Uh, we will do that uh, defensive player of the year market in the NBA. We'll take one last look at that. And do we have updated Masters odds? We do. Oh. That's Got some. coming up after the uh, break right here. And Vlad Guerrero Jr. taking his first hacks of the year. We'll find out how that turns out. It's Visa's primetime action.
9: mattresses, and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See Lisa.com for more details.
8: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. You are looking live at
2: primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network.
4: Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Our all-digital MLB guide and vcin.com is available now. And Adam Burke has futures, team previews, and best bets for all 30 teams. Plus, Jason Weingarten's MLB futures bets, trends, and more. That's our all-digital MLB guide at VEASAN.com. Available now. Sign up today. Get full access to VEASAN through the start of baseball season, the Masters, and the NFL draft for only $19. $14.59 pound sterling. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You went the other direction. Look who's on his game tonight. Yeah. It's all at VEASAN.com slash spring. You want to get yourself some pounds sterling.
6: $14.59 pound sterling. Uh, what, what does that even mean? Is that like a uh, is that is that just like pounds like in uh, in
4: England? What are pounds sterling? Is there is there a separation? It is English currency, but there is some. I, I'm not smart enough to know what the <laughs> what the difference is. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't have any pounds, okay. Pound sterling was always like the, the supersized pounds. Is that just like the full name of it? They shortened it to a... no 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 no. It's um we're gonna embarrass ourselves that we don't know this. I'm gonna look it up right now and say the exact same. Um anyway, Mads even mm-hmm. giving me the stink eye. Like I don't even know what what it's about. Well, Another Seager
6: hit for you there, but not a homer. I
4: mean, oh, Seager two for two. Let the MVP campaign begin, baby. Let's go. Twenty five to one. Uh, etymology: A pound coin originally weighed one troy pound of sterling silver, giving the currency the name pound sterling. There it is. Uh, there you go.
6: See, you learn a lot on primetime action. You Not really always do. about sports betting, but sometimes yeah. about, you know, currency. Peacocks. Peacocks. Jayhawks.
4: Yep. We still haven't solved that elevation altitude thing. but other now, than that, we, I don't even want to try that no, one. I, don't I can't want try that, that. Fistic, God, God, really, God, it got really – got. a old-fashioned Donnybrook was, almost broke out Oh, boy, you just took the words <laughs> out of my mouth. <laughs> Let's look at the, uh, the last uh, NBA award that we uh, failed to get to, if we could. Defensive player of the year. Uh, Marcus Smart is the short shot. Do you have any sense of this? Like, in other words, I think Marcus Smart wins this, but I have no idea. So, I think the two-run jack for the Rangers. Mitch Garver. Mitch Garver, former Twinkie, who once hit over, I think, hit over 30 for sure as a twin.
5: I saw Andy McNeils at the game. We should see how it's going for him.
4: At the, at the Blue yeah. Jays game? Yeah. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, oh man. He, he's big time these days. Yeah, he was texting me about the hockey bets yeah. from, yeah. Yeah, yeah. from T- the tell game. Tell him, tell him, Sabres better not win, buddy. <laughs> six, six, nothing uh, Rangers over the Blue Jays, top of the second, two down. Marcus Smart's at minus 190 at Bet MGM for Defensive Player of the Year. At DraftKings, he's minus 175. At points bet, he's all the way up to minus 300. I didn't realize he was this high of a favorite at this point. Bam, who openly campaigned for the award, is a distant second. Mikael Bridges at 7-1-ish. to one-ish. Rudy Gobert right at the double-digit mark. And then uh, a, favorite, the di- a favorite. Of, oh, yeah, look at the difference on yes. some of these guys. This is a little all over the place with some of these. Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson, yeah. Jackson Jr., the biggest difference in all. He's 5-1 to one at BetMGM and all the way up to 10-1 to one at PointsBet. And then there's Giannis, who, let's face it, you could give this award to every year.
6: Yeah, and the—I mean—I think the other one is some of these guys coming out recently and and supporting Mikhail Bridges, saying that he should be the guy. And this is—you know—it's one thing for Bam out of Bio to say it about himself. We've had some other guys in the league say they think Mikhail Bridges should be the guy who wins it this year. I, I did see—I did read an interesting article today that it's not—I don't really think this is something you can utilize for betting, but maybe it, it. It's one of those. Basically, there's basically they were talking about. Expect Marcus Smart or Mikhail Bridges to win it this year because there's so many of these guys like Jaron Jackson Jr., like Evan Mobley, that like these stretch. Uh, stretch kind of force that are going to be able to defend so much out on the wing and inside that are becoming so prevalent in the league that you're going to see them really dominate this award for years to come. And it's been, it's, it's so tough to give this to a wing defender anyways, that like, this is just an easy excuse to do that this year. And then, you know, years to come, expect to see those other guys
4: I'm, win these kind I'm, of awards. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause you beat me to the punch on that. Cause I'm, if, if you had a defensive player of the year vote, how would you? How would you decide? Everybody's going to have a different criteria for it, right? It's not as it's not right. as stat accessible. You may someone may do it by some kind of yes. net rating on this defense. Is,
5: this is certainly the beauty in the eye of the beholder yes. Type, yes. type award for sure the most subjective i think of all of them
6: i think the one the one that i did see an interesting breakdown on on today was just percentages of it was percentages of multiple positions that they guard and and i think it it, it lends even more uh, more value to Marcus Smart because the percentages of what he was guarding guards, forwards, and even centers at w- was pretty astounding at how, e- like, not even across the board, but how much
4: more it was than some of these guys that were just defending the positions they played. Well, that's awesome. That'd be enough for me. But, like, you think every voter is knows that? No. No. I would hope
6: they. And, would. and I also think
4: like is. Rudy... I also would hope they would, and I bet you they. And do. I
6: bet yeah, you I don't they do. Yeah. I think and like we Rudy Gobert's won this award multiple times. Like like you said about Giannis, you, you can you give it, give it to, to one of those yep. two every year. Every year. The thing is that in years like this. In past years, it's so easy to look at block numbers and rebound numbers for Rudy Gobert and just be like, here's your award. Like, fine. Your blocks are insane. But when he misses games like he does this year and he's not blowing out the competition in some of those statistical categories, like you guys said, it just becomes more of a, well, who do I think is best because of whatever X, Y, and Z reason?
4: Yeah. Well. So in, know, this other, in, K- other, in other words, we're, the only one we're really sure about is Nikola Jokic is probably going to win MVP. We, yeah, we don't know about that. We MVP sure hope so. We sure <laughs> hope. Uh, we'll we look at these with Todd Wright, who's about to join us. Uh, Todd Wright, who dubbed us the, um, the Masters post-game show. We like that. Um, but this is the current now adjusted Masters odds to win the eighty sixth Masters now after 36 holes of golf with 36 more to play. Scotty Scheffler at even money. Scotty Scheffler at even money with Shane Lowry, Cam Smith, DJ, and Hideki Matsuyama and JT all at 12 to one.
5: He's Seven shots off the lead at 12 JT
4: to one. JT is 12 to one. He's seven shots off the lead at 12 one to one under.
5: Dude, that's just, come on. Like, we can't get there. I love Justin Thomas, but
4: man. The disrespect for Sung J.M. at 18 to one, five strokes back. The disrespect. Find it: very I'm trying to think
6: like that would be
4: I don't if I had to bet one, Gill, oh. I think it would be that. Which one? Sunjay? You know what it would be for me? Scotty Scheffler at Even Money. And I know there's 36 holes of golf left, and I have them, as we all do, yeah. pre-flop, 16 to one. But if I'm betting one of these, I don't think I'm taking any flyers anymore. Because he just is so unflappable. I mean, look, no one knows how a human being is going to react when a green jacket, especially your first one, is on the line. So anything can happen. If not tomorrow, certainly anything can happen on Sunday. The only one I would bet is... If, so if I'm coming in with no
5: bet in hand... Yeah, right. Is Barner at 50-1. to Because he's he's... At two under, so he's still within striking distance,
8: mm-hmm.
5: and you're giving me fifty to one. Yeah, like just just odds and placement, like it, it's fifty. Like J like twelve to one on JT is. I mean, that's just that's you insanity. cannot bet
6: that. No, like like I, I, I mean, nobody was higher on JT than me and yes. you heading into this tournament. You cannot bet that. No. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you the what the one that's better is to check out the. I mean, check out the top five and top ten market that DraftKings has up. I think there's, there's a little bit more value here because you've got, if, if we just go to the top five, it's minus 550 on Scheffler, as it definitely should be. Shane Lowry plus 165, Cam Smith plus 175, DJ plus 170, Matsuyama plus 165, JT plus 175, Sungjae plus 240, Colin Morikawa plus 275. I think some of these are bettable.
4: Who is your one-and-done man? Cam Smith. Matt Brown maybe be your maybe your one and done leader after this week. I am out. Brooks Kepka just absolutely from the eleventh hole yesterday when he biffed that foot and a half putt, it's all been horrible for him.
5: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking here at Varner. and again, like I mean, I'm not necessarily recommending this. I'm just saying if you if you just have a if you held one in your pocket and you it's burning a hole in your pocket and you want to get something in. I mean, Varner, six strokes off. He is fifty to one comparatively, where some of these other guys are as far or, far or further, and he's twice, three times, four times as, as much as they are. And if you look at his advanced stats here, Kelly, I mean, like he didn't he didn't gain any strokes on the field at all, putting today. Yeah. So it's not like that's an outlier. His approach game under a stroke, which he's really good at approach. Yeah. So it wasn't like he outlier. He was a huge outlier there, really at all off the tee, just a stroke. There's there's nothing that really like, says here that he, you know, could be in for a massive amount of regression or anything, other than the fact that, you know, look, he's he's a first-time guy at, at the Masters, and maybe you you choke, you know, and, like, that's a very real thing. You make it to the weekend on the Masters, but um, strictly just playing the odds, right? Like, I'm not saying yeah, that I think yeah. that Harold Varner actually can win this thing or whatever, but, I mean, the the numbers that I see up here, comparatively, where he is on the leaderboard, that's the only thing that I would play.
4: If I were forced to play someone besides Scheffler again, I maybe, maybe Corey Connors at 45 to 1 would interest me, but I'm not doing it. Scheffler or bust. And I think Scheffler at plus money, dare I say, maybe a bet. Coming back, Todd Wright gives his thoughts on this very same market. He's a DFS guy as well. That's next. Beaston's primetime action.
2: You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting Network.
4: Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. And our weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon, made brighter, 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Uh, We get tweets. Am I allowed to do we get tweets? Uh, J-Rod, hey, uh, Gil, Matt, and Kelly, thanks for reiterating how much y'all liked uh, Tiger to make the cut on Wednesday night. I doubled down at win at plus 120. Cha-ching, he says. Good for him. Good for everybody who cashed in on that. Um, And then I've had more than one, or we've gotten more than one tweet. Steven Vegas being one of them. Logic 3227. Everyone's given Apple TV a lot of credit tonight because apparently they're putting a lot of betting stuff up on the screen during baseball telecasts. Including, because they're sending me screenshots, including uh, team to score first odds. Like that. Oh. That kind of derivative. So okay. shout out to Apple TV. Yeah, nice. That's That's smart. Ladies and gentlemen, for my money, he's the greatest radio host who's ever lived. He hosted the uh, great show All Night with Todd Wright back in the day on ESPN Radio uh, when I used to do my slow jam show. Kelly, you don't remember my slow jam show. Oh, yeah. Back in the day when I used to drive home, I would just sit in the garage listening to this man. Uh, He has his own uh, Toddcast now, available where podcasts are distributed, and, of course, the Todd Wright Fantasy Football Podcast during football season. But, man, does he love him some golf. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Todd Wright. How you doing, Todd?
10: Nice to join you in prime time, Gail.
4: Nice nice to be joined. We really appreciate it. We were just going over the updated odds, and I said, hey, look, to be honest with you, I'd bet Scotty Scheffler at even money. What do you think about this?
10: Yeah, I would, too. Yeah, you've been saying it. Uh, I've been listening a lot uh, last night, tonight. uh, And then when I joined you uh, in the morning on Thursday and so much for my theory, I always am accountable for what I say. I went into the masters thinking Scotty Scheffler, Scotty Scheffler, Scotty Scheffler. And I overthought it like Mickelson over a six foot putt with no break (laughs) looking for something that isn't there. And I I saw, some analysis that Scheffler might tr- have trouble with bent grass greens. No, no, there's no trouble with bent grass greens. He just doesn't have as much experience winning on bent grass greens, and he's getting that experience now. So that's why I didn't play Scotty in my one and done. Although, to to your point, Gil, that you've been saying for two days about how Scotty Scheffler, hottest player in the world, just sitting there. Now he's not just sitting there. He's out by five strokes. In my one-and-done charity pool for the Valspar Championship, 25 people are in the pool. A lot of smart people who follow golf. One person took him. Wow. One one person burned Scotty Scheffler. So I'm on DJ, but he's down nearly 30 yards in driving distance from two years ago because he's not hitting drivers, hitting three. Uh, three-wood off the tee. You need that distance off the tee. And as we saw today, Scotty Scheffler was as impressive in making pars down the stretch as he was in that stretch of birdies. I I like him at even money as well. And I know you had that one stat based on some data, 57% chance to win. Um, Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, sure, I can sit here and make a case that Uh, If the minus three guys go out and someone shoots 66 tomorrow, they can get within three going into Sunday. Or if Cam Smith, because of his volatility and his hot putter, can shoot 65, can he get to within three? Justin Thomas had some swagger down the stretch. He really did. This was more than just making the cut. This was Justin Thomas finally figuring things out. But he might need like a 64 tomorrow to make it interesting so, yeah, we could make a case here. is a major winner. He can flip the switch. But Scheffler was minus four in the par fives today. He's only made three bogeys in two days. He's going to have to come back a little bit. Gil, I don't think he's coming back. They've got to go get him. And I don't know that there's enough time to make that up.
5: Todd, I'm a very gener- generous guy. And I'm going to give you 100 American dollars of my own money. And you have to <laughs> bet it on somebody other, other than Scotty Scheffler. Uh, where would you, if if there was a guy that if you had to put some money down on anyone other than Scheffler, who would you put it on to run him down? Cam Smith.
10: I would. I mean, it would be uh, uh, Smith, Matsuyama, Lowry, Morikawa, JT, stood out to me even before you showed me those updated ads. And it's just because you guys talked about it. Cam Smith uh, had double on one and 18 yesterday and eight birdies in between. And what he did at the what he did at the players. So there's the volatility factor that if there's a low number out there, maybe Cam Smith can go get it. But how low does it have to be to be that much lower than Scotty Scheffler? And can you make up six in the next 36 holes? But I'm a big fan of Cam Smith. What two years ago, he finished second in this event. You know, we have a lot of former champions on the board. But you have a Cam Smith who was recently second, a Will Zalatoris who was recently second, JT's starting to figure it out. Um, there's there's a lot here that makes sense. So yeah, if you're giving me a hundred bucks and I got to take someone other than Scheffler, I'll take Cam Smith just because he can put a. A sixty-four or a sixty-five up there in the next couple of days.
4: You are a very generous man. I know I'm giving everyone you're very generous dollars,
10: man. It's very nice of you. Very nice.
4: You're you're a DFS guy, Todd. How has that yeah. been going for you here?
10: Uh, very mixed. Uh, one team just you know had Kepka in there. That's no good. Uh, some of my lesser guys. That was no good. Uh, played Spieth just because he knows how to get around. He's one of those guys who's led here by five in the past in 2015 and went on to win, uh, and then he he bags the 36 hole, so he's going home early. I just did uh, another DFS team, and yes, Scheffler is in there. Matsuyama is in there uh, because he's at a good price. Sanjay, actually, I have Matsuyama in there, Sanjay in there, not in there because he's very, very affordable, and then I do have Scheffler in there, and I think I got Justin Thomas in there. No, I got Cam Smith in there. As well, I mean, we're hitting on all the same names here because you guys talked about what it means to be in the top 10 after 36 holes and that then you factor in the five shot lead. So it should be even less than those 10, but it's hard to go below JT and make a case for anybody else at this point.
5: Todd, what have you uh, what have you seen so far whenever we look when we shift to football here? Um, have you started looking at some of the draft stuff out there? Have you started looking at where you think guys might go and or what positions teams might be locked in on? Have you started to put any of that stuff together yet?
10: I haven't, but I love the conversation from you guys, you know talking about uh, talking about who goes number one and Gil can attest to this. How many years ago, Gil, was Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray, now three drafts removed. I believe so. Three drafts. Yeah. And we had a conversation about Kyler Murray, and I just said, Gil, by the time we get to draft day, Kyler Murray's going number one. It's just how teams overvalue slash value the quarterback position. And look at how Kenny Pickett is coming up. Now, I'm not sitting here and telling you that Kenny Pickett can go number one, but I like the point that one of you guys made about the Lions having the last pick in the first round and the over under on quarterbacks and sneaking in there, you know, with that last pick and just being like, okay, it's not Jared Goff. Who are we going to get? So let's just take one in that spot. But I I haven't done a lot of my independent work uh, on that. You know, I know uh, you guys were talking about Malik Willis as well because it's just not that year to get a quarterback. And I think that's led to a lot of. The insane movement we've seen with quarterbacks and wide receivers and so much else out there that all started when, uh, what, three days after Tom Brady said, yeah, I'm not going anywhere, and Russell Wilson was on the move to Denver, and everything seemed to be in motion uh, at that point. So I think quarterbacks will continue to move up. I don't think Pickett or Willis is going to go number one, but I referenced that conversation I had with Gil a few years ago about Kyler Murray ending up at number one. Just one more thing on golf, please. You know, um, can we start the Scotty Scheffler odds to win the grand slam? Wow. I mean, because, all right. The PGA is at Southern Hills and Gil, you always ask. Yes, I've played Southern Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, the father of a famous walk on guard at Oklahoma state uh, director of golf or GM or something, at uh, Oakland Hill. So when I had on his son offered a scholarship the last year and the dad, the dad said to me off air, if you're ever in Tulsa, give me a ring. I'll put you on the course. I called him in a week said, I just bought a plane ticket. When can I play? You don't let those opportunities go. Why couldn't Scotty Scheffler win at Southern Hills in Oklahoma? He has a Texas background. Why couldn't he win at the old course in St. Andrews with the runout? He would get it an open championship He has no real knowledge of Brookline, but they haven't hosted a U.S. Open in the 21st century. So I think we can start the conversation about what if, what would the odds be on Scotty Scheffler to win the Grand Slam at this point?
4: If he wins the Masters, you will be the first call we make as soon as we see that, because that would be fascinating. Uh, That's just how well it's gone for the number one player in the world. Todd, thank you so much. We appreciate it, man.
10: Great to be with you. Let's do it
4: again. Absolutely. The great Todd Wright, everybody, right here on VEASAN's primetime action on a Friday night. We'll come back. Speaking of NFL draft props, why don't we look at some, including first quarterback drafted. That segued nicely. We'll do
8: that next, right here from the South Point.
7: What's up? I'm John Wall.
8: And I'm CJ Toledana. And we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game.
3: With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
8: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. You are
2: looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VCN, the sports betting network.
4: Ice cold beers, cold, hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better, 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Always a thrill to have Todd Wright on, man. He, yeah, that was great. Let me just say this. He, when I say, I always introduce him as the greatest radio host who ever lived. Anybody of a certain age who remembers Up All Night with Todd Wright, I cannot tell you how entertaining he was. He was pop culture before Bill Simmons was. And he was just, it was just had the serious nature with which he took pop culture things, interspersed with sports, always was just such a treat. Um, but he is a, a staple on a numbers game with hockey and with golf and uh for your golfing needs in Central Florida, call Todd Wright, Todd Wright Tour. He's got all your uh, golf needs settled. How about yeah, that? in
6: the in the Tampa area? Yeah. Right?
4: Mm-hmm. yeah.
6: N- another uh, Justin Ray note here: twenty-seven of the last thirty Masters winners were at or within four shots of the lead through thirty-six holes. Say again. Twenty-seven of the last thirty Masters winners were at or within four shots of the lead. Through 36 holds. It is not a
4: come-from-behind course. Scheffler leads by five. Yeah. So that
6: eliminates all those.
4: That's what made, like, the historical anomaly of, you know, Faldo versus Norman so amazing in 96. But that's a long yeah. time ago, man. And again, I'll say it one more time. You never know how a human being, when faced with the prospect of winning his first green jacket, will react on that kind of stage. You never know. But so far, unflappable.
5: It is it is worth being said, yes. for sure. He, um, But proven winner already, yep. you know, um, a dude that hasn't wilted yet. So, we we certainly shall see here. Outside of the Tiger deal, I do want to bring this up. Just one other, I think, that's kind of cool under the radar story from the Masters is the whole J.J. Spawn thing. Oh, yes. Like, I'm glad you brought the up. The yeah. dude has to win the tournament last week to even get into the Masters. Gets in, flies over there, has no idea he's going to play, and then goes out, shoots two under today. He's T-16. The last guy in the field is T-16 uh, having to win a tournament to qualify to get there.
6: And this is – and, like, I mean, I, I thought it was even cool last week. Matt, like, yeah, you know, it was not a winning golf tournament for mm. me last week. But it was like J.J. spun finally – just get one of these guys off the shine that I've been seeing his name in golf tournament, you know, PGA fields for 10 years now, right? You know, he's 31. It feels like you've been seeing him forever. And he's, when you look at him betting odds wise, he's always like, oh, there's JJ spawn at 175 to one. Like he has no chance. So yeah, like you said, to win last week and then come right back into Augusta and you know, if you took away Scheffler, you'd be sort you know, sort of in the mix. Like it's, it's incredible. It's something I was looking at today, and I'm glad you brought it up and we didn't skip over the, it. The, the oh boy of the uh, of the week,
5: though, goes to Garrett Higgo. I don't know if you saw that. No, I did not. Garrett Higgo, who we've bet on a couple of different yep. times over Absolutely. last year. Garrett Higgo shoots even par 72 yesterday. Mm-hmm. He went 11 over today. Oh, yeah. Post that 83. A even An even par to 11 over Thanks. to miss the cut. That is missing it in style, my friend. Like that is like you know what? I'm gonna miss the cut. I'm going to go 11 <laughs> over. Watch me miss. Yes, it.
6: this
4: uh, is uh, Kelly. You, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
6: I, I I see. I'm seeing this Tiger Woods post round conversation. Man, this guy is. He's like the Terminator at this point with uh, how much he's got going on with his body. Question from a reporter: How much of a swing change did you have to make to compensate to play this tournament? Tiger, a lot. I can't do much. The ankle is not going to move. I have rods and plates and pins and screws and a bunch of things in there. It's never going to move like it's it used to, so yeah. The more important thing is the ankle is always going to be an issue, but more importantly, if I play golf ballistically, it's going to be the back. It's fused, so it's levels above and below that are going to take the brunt of it. If I can't push off, I can't rotate as well, and I am still, fortunately, I'm still generating enough speed. My ball speed is 175-ish, and when I hit it good, so that puts all the shearing on the back. I already had back issues going into this, and now this just kind of compounds it a little bit.
4: If I wasn't paying close attention or heard that you were talking about Tiger, I might have thought you were talking about some (laughs) defense department project.
6: (laughs) Exactly, Exactly. I just started reading this, and I'm like, oh, my gosh.
4: Look this, at this ballistic. He life. is a robot
5: at this point. Okay. And, and of the 14, and this is the reason we harped on this so much before the tournament, of the 14 lowest finisher, the 14 guys, so the bottom 14 scores. The worst. The worst, worst scores in the tournament. Fred Couples, Larry Mize, Aaron Jarvis, amateur, mm-hmm. James Pyatt, amateur, Sandy Lyle, Vijay Singh, Stuart Hosgard, amateur. Jose Maria Olathabo, Laird Shepard, amateur. The young... Nine of the 14 were the olds or the amateurs. There you <laughs> go. I
4: was just to say, the youngs or the olds. Yeah.
5: Yep. So we're, th- we're... that's why we harped on that so incredibly much for the tournament. Speaking
4: story. of uh, crapping out once again in the Masters, where do you stand on the career of Bryson DeChambeau right now?
5: I mean, it,
4: it,
5: he, he was, thank you, Bryson. Made me some money this week. There you go. Like, tournament can't be too bad for me now because of you, because he straight up <laughs> said, like, yeah, I'm at like 80%. Like, yeah. he's like, I'm at like 80% right now. I appreciate the honesty faded him in every single way that I could. And, and that worked out great. I mean, a, a guy like him, and we worried about this. We talked about this two years ago when this whole swing change thing happened. I was like, that's awesome. And it's awesome. But can you stay healthy swinging out of your shoes every single time that you swing at a golf ball?
6: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, yeah, it's I mean, he's hurt right now. So I'm not going to kill the guy for what he's doing at the Masters. But it goes back to what Matt just said. You know, is that going to be something you're going to be able to do throughout your career? I mean, and the other thing is. Bryson still just does. He has a pitiful around the green game. You know, I mean, he yeah. still has no feel for that whatsoever. the The difference between a guy like Patrick Cantlay or Cameron Smith versus him with that is just it, it is years beyond what Bryson DeChambeau.
4: Said. I do remember asking people the question though, like when he won that U.S. Open, like, wow, can he just can he just overstrength every golf course now, right? Unless
2: he and, and he's a good putter healthy,
4: too. Right? Like he's a good putter. Yeah. You made a great comment about Joaquin Neiman before the show, which is, have you ever seen more great and poor shots in one round of golf? That guy, I mean, we're, I, are all three of us on him, too? I am not. You're not? Okay, so no. you're on him,
6: though, Matt, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm on him, so I watched a lot of his round today. That He could have shot six over easily or six under easily. It was, he had so many good shots, so many bad shots, what's a little scary is he was looking shaky off the tee, but... uh who is he? Is he, is he at Willett tomorrow? Is that what I saw? Yeah. I think the switch from Tiger to Willett can only help a,
4: a guy like Joaquin D. So Matt made a great point off air, too, which is going back to Scheffler. He's paired with Schwarzl tomorrow. Yeah. Talk about a carefree, no pressure partner. None.
5: Like there will be, there will, might be the smallest gallery following a master's leader throughout until yeah. like, you know, obviously they'll start flooding back to him after all these other rounds finish or something. But like the first. 12 holes, first 13 holes. It's going to be the smallest gallery following a master's leader ever because there's more star power basically every other pairing like before them, you know, JT is, you know, before him, obviously the Neiman's there, Morikawa, Zalatoris, the Cam Smith, Corey Connors, Dustin Johnson is about before him, Hideki. So, I mean, like all those guys are, are, are going to be teeing off before Scotty. And so He's going to have like this small. It's going to be great for him. Just go out. Don't worry about it.
4: It's just, just get well, it done. Round three of the Masters, of course, is called moving day at the Masters. I don't know how much moving is going to happen tomorrow. Uh, People better get to as, moving. Yeah, they, well, they better get At to least it. into the top five. Like, yeah. Just get that money, man, at this point. <laughs> be moving get that around, paycheck. Moving around for a better yeah. f- amount of money, yeah.
6: Uh, I'd like a winner video, please, because oh. Kevin Porter Jr., he went over his 19-and-a-half point prop in the first half. So.
4: You, get the, you get the juggling apples.
6: You get the juggling, yeah, or apples. And Apple Apple you know. eating. Yeah, I think it's apples. But, yeah, he went over. He hit 22 in the first half or something. He's up to 24 now. So that was an easy one. Jalen Green, not so much. He's only got four points in the third
4: quarter. Wow. Somewhere Allen Iverson is uh, ready to pop I'm such champagne. an AI fan. I can't, like, it, I'm not going to be too upset about it. AI with the record for most consecutive 30-plus games for a rookie. Six. Jalen Green sitting on five. Got work to do. Uh, we were going to do these uh, NFL props. Should we squeeze one in? And then we'll go to Jordan Sherwood. How about we have the cornerback one, which we have all bet now. I Let's believe. do the cornerback. Corner, not quarter. Corner. Odds to be the first cornerback drafted. Uh, Ahmad Sauce Gardner is the big favorite at minus 400. But we've all bet Derek Stingley Jr., who we're showing right now at plus 275. We got him at – I got him plus 280 yep. here in town at William Hill. Uh, this is at DraftKings. He's plus 275. And your reasoning is very sound, Matt.
5: Yeah, it's, he, had, he crushed the pro day. And this is a guy that was the consensus, consensus top five pick if he would have been able to come out of after his freshman year, but wasn't able to do that, fought through a couple of injury years, but then went out there in pro day, said, Hey, look, I'm finally healthy. Here, let me prove it to you, runs the four, three, seven, gets the does has the incredible broad jumps and high jumps and all, you know, all the different things that they do. To prove that you're, you know, as athletic as whatever, and then he said all the right things as well. He's like, "Hey, look, you know, I was hurt. If you go back and look at the tape when I wasn't hurt, you're going to see the best player in this draft." And and I think that between now and look, we still got three weeks before this mm-hmm. all gets said and done. There's there could be a team that starts looking back at that film.
4: Corey Seager, two hits and a walk, MVP. <laughs> I should props off my ticket already. Coming back, UFC 273 with Jordan Sherwood next on Primetime Action